What's going on, Rogie? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. My name is George. I am your host of this journey. I almost said my name again. <laughs> uh, so today I'm going to do a little something different. And I've been wanting to do this for a while. I think it's important. And I want to do a series of podcasts for you about music. Music is very, very, very important to me personally. Um, music has gotten me through some really, really tough times. It helps me get through certain times now. And playing music is one of the most fun things I've ever done on this planet, whether it be by myself, with you, with one person, with five people. Music has always been something that has been something that has always been able to help me. Music has never brought me bad things in my life. Now, I'm not saying certain songs don't make me sad. Of course, it's a range of emotions. It is. But for me, music is very, very important. And I know it is to you as well because it's important to your mom and it's just something that we both really uh, covet in our lives. It's important to both of us. And it's a way that I connect with you. It's a way that I share things with you. It's a way that we dance together, we play music together, we sing together, we make up our own songs. That's Doing that with you has been without a doubt some of the highlights of my life so i wanted to do something where i share important songs that i have with you and i think that the first one that i want to do is pink floyd time and this song is one of those moments for me that I remember it in my life. I remember coming across the song and it changing how I felt about music. Up until then, music, and I was in sixth grade. I was in sixth grade, uh, maybe seventh, six, I believe it was sixth grade. We live in Buena Park. I was at Chris Carrillo with him and he either gave me or let me borrow this tape. And the funny thing is, is I had heard the song. Pink Floyd is not, nothing new. But I didn't hear it in headphones up until he let me borrow that tape. And this was the first time that I was personally in my heart, like touched by lyrics. This song helped me Honestly, without sounding too dramatic, too dramatic, this song helped me understand things. It helped me understand somewhat my place at that time. And it really helped. And I would love to talk to you about the song and tell you how I feel about certain things that are said in the song and certain lyrics and what I've interpreted them. And I'm not saying that's the meaning, but that's the cool thing about music is that it means something 
different for everybody while at the same time meaning the same thing to everybody we can all be in a crowd i've been in crowds amazing crowds at concerts where we're all singing and chanting the same thing and we all feel it and then on top of that we all feel it in our own ways
Yeah, dude. Pink Floyd time. The thing is, is that song has got so many levels, man. So I have to start this by saying Pink Floyd is a rock band from England uh, from the 60s. I think like early mid 60s too, man. It's a long time ago. And they're, you know, they're at the forefront of like the psychedelic movement uh just all that type of music that i don't know if you're exposed to by the time you listen to this and it it lands uh but you know you got zeppelin you got uh the who you got pink floyd you got the grateful dead all that kind of psychedelic shit even you know black sabbath was even psychedelic rock uh when they first came out and then got dark but uh, Pink Floyd is Roger Waters. He plays bass. David Gilmore plays guitar. Sid Barrett played a guitar. And uh, Nick Mason was the drummer. And they have so many hits. So many hits. Pink Floyd The Wall was a huge movie. Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, just everything, is, which is that album. Uh, that we were just listening to time on. Uh, they're just one of those bands that it's almost impossible not to hear. And when I was a kid, I heard this song. And I wasn't joking when I said that it really changed the way I think about things. That it changed my view on certain things and i'll tell you from the very beginning of this song it made me think and i'll start the lyrics right now it says ticking away the moments that make up a dull day so you're just ticking away the minutes dude of some boring fucking day you fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way you just fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way. You just, however the fuck you can, you're just frittering and wasting the way. You know, so this is an English band, so I'm sure a lot of the words are going to be in our, you know, our common usage or, you know, we're, we're like fritter. I, I get what it means, but we don't really use that. Uh, but this is the lyric that really just grabbed me and i i think about this lyric all the time where it says kicking around a piece of ground in your hometown and i swear to you rogue i swear that that lyric right there so i lived in buena park at this time uh i lived on one side of a nursery karagami nurseries and my buddy Chris lived on the other side. And to walk to his house to my house, 
I would go through the nursery and our other friend, Jason Baker, his backyard shared a fence with the nursery. And this nursery took up, it crossed the street. So it would be on one side of Dale and then on the other side. And it led out onto uh, Dale and La Palma. It led out onto La Palma and went all the way across the other side. Uh, it was long. So I hear this song, this lyric, and it says, kicking around a piece of ground in your hometown. And <laughs> I literally would walk through this fucking nursery and kick clods of dirt. There was constantly dirt everywhere. And sometimes there would be dirt sitting that was just the size of like a softball. And I would just kick it and it would explode. And sometimes it was stacked on things. Sometimes it was just dirt. It was just dirt. And when I heard kicking around on a piece of ground in your hometown, this song grabbed my attention like it just grabbed me by the throat and just grabbed me and shook me and was like, listen to the rest of this fucking song, dude. And I remember that was my first concept of like, oh, I can be touched by something that I had nothing to do with. I don't know this person. I don't, it, it changed the way I took things in. Now, I don't know if I was conscious of this and I was doing it beforehand or I, I don't know what, but I remember thinking, how the fuck does this dude in England who wrote this song in the 60s or the 70s, the song, oh, Pink, Dark Side of the Moon. So this song actually came out in the year I was born, 1975. Every year, there's three things that happen in my year. One, I was born. Two, the first episode of Saturday Night Live. And three, Dark Side of the Moon came out. These three things, every birthday I have, I always hear, oh, it's the 41st anniversary of Saturday Night Live. Oh, it's the 41st anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon. Every year. Now, I don't know if that's why I love SNL as much as I do. I don't know if that's why I love Pink Floyd like I do or this song. I don't know if it's The Matrix. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. But I feel a connection to those three things. And every year I'm reminded of the anniversary of these things. Uh, and it's my anniversary. So I remember thinking, how the fuck does this dude in England write this song all these years ago and it's literally what i'm doing here in my hometown i'm kicking around on a piece of ground 
in this nursery. And it was so, it felt so personal. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that was the first time that music felt personal to me. Like up until then, I, I, I guess it's safe to say I kind of like what everybody else liked. My Uncle Dave, he would turn me on to music. My Uncle Fred turned me on to music. Um, my mom, you know, Alice, she would listen to certain things that I still listen to nowadays that I like, you know, uh, Rod Stewart, Bruce Springsteen, that kind of stuff. Uh, actually, Marvin Gaye. My mom, you know, she was a, a big Marvin Gaye fan. And it, but this was like the first time it was like my own. And, or just felt personal, not my own, you know, because I did borrow it from somebody. It's not like I went, I was the first person that I got turned on to it. But it was the first time I get felt personal. And, It just, I don't know, man. I, it's hard to explain it, but it just seemed like I finally understood that it doesn't have to be right in front of me for me to be influenced by it. Like, that's actually kind of when I started reading books on my own, Lord of the Rings. Like, that's when I started kind of being different, I guess. You know, seventh grade, eighth grade, uh, sixth grade right around when this was going on uh so kicking around on a piece of ground in your hometown waiting for someone or something to show you the way just waiting for someone or something maybe a new friend shit maybe boxing you know uh maybe you get into mma at the time or you know boxing a little bit I was waiting for something to show you, like, where do I go, dude? What do I do? I'm so fucking bored. I'm out here frittering and wasting the hours away. I'm kicking around fucking dirt clods in my hometown. I'm just waiting for someone or something to show me the way because my fucking mom sucks. My dad's not around. Like, you're just waiting. You're a kid. You, you're a sponge. You're just waiting for something, dude, to learn, to, to fucking sponge on you know so when it's not there's not nothing shown to you you kind of get your own and sometimes you choose the wrong thing sometimes you choose fucked up things and it affects you when you don't have when you're not shown the right thing to sponge off of you know um so waiting for someone or something to show you the way tired of lying in the sunshine staying home to watch the rain <sighs> and you are young and life is long and there is time to kill today and then one day you find 10 years have got behind you no one told you when to run you missed the starting gun that last one really really that last verse really grabs me too and then one day you find 10 years of god behind you dude i have felt those lyrics in this song probably (sighs) 
the last 25 years. <laughs> that line. And then one day you find 10 years have got behind you. One day you just realize like, what the fuck? I'm fucking 29. I'm about to be 30. I'm about to be 35. Wait a minute. And then one day you find I'm about to be 40. What the fuck? Before you know it, 10 years have got behind you. No one told you when to run, dude. You missed the starting good. Because no one's supposed to tell you when to run. You're just supposed to be going at life all the time. You're always supposed to be running. The starting gun started the minute you were born. That's the starting gun. You being born. Your life starts then, dude. I wish my parents were more involved in trying to be involved. I wish my parents were more into trying to be involved in the adult I was going to become rather than the kid I was. Now, I wish that they were more about the future rather than, oh, just worrying about getting kicked out of school or getting in a fight or just like that was all they cared about in the moment. In the moment, it was just about let's just punish what's going on right now. And that's it. There was never a, well, let's sit and talk about why this is happening. There was never a, let's figure it out. It was always anger first, punishment first, and then what the fuck were you thinking? And then, and it was never in a place where I always felt the need to lie because I didn't think it was okay to tell the truth there. In any situation I was ever in as a kid, I was always being questioned in an aggressive, uh, dude, sometimes painful. Sometimes I would get asked questions while I was getting spanked. And sometimes you just say what the fuck you think someone wants to hear just so it stops. Whether it's getting spanked or getting yelled at or getting punished, having soap in your mouth, having to stand in a corner, like fucking being alone. Fuck being alone, being locked in your room, you hear everybody outside. And then like, you just come out and you're like, can I come out now? And no, well, what did you do? And it's always like, fuck, it's never a place where you, I, you do think sometimes you're like, fuck, I'm just going to tell them like what I did. But it, it's all. It, sometimes it always led to worst, to worse and worse and worse reactions. Uh, I swear it was never, and maybe that's my child mind remembering things. Where, but it was always like not cool. Uh, and I don't really, you know, my. No, I lost track of talking about this song and, you know, I just, I feel really happy for you knowing regardless of what's going on with me and your mom, regardless of anything else going on in your life, 
that you have two parents that are really, really concerned with the person you become. Not trying to just worry about the immediate. You know, trying to understand why you're doing things, how we can make it easier for you to handle these things in the future. And now granted, we only, we only have you. You know, maybe it would be different if we had three or four kids. My mom had two. My dad didn't have shit. But it is something we are both very concerned about. I'm constantly thinking of you 10 years in the future. I'm constantly thinking of the person you are going to be and how you're going to treat others in the world, how you're going to treat the world, not just people, animals, the environment. Uh, people's belongings around you, things that you don't have anything to do with. I'm constantly thinking of what type of person am I going to put out into the world? Are you going to be a person that makes a difference? Or are you going to be a person who people have to worry about? Are you going to be a burden? You know, I honestly think you're going to make a difference. You already make a difference almost everywhere you fucking go. I mean, you do make a difference everywhere you go. But you make positive difference. You hold doors for people. You say thank you. You help people. You are a very helpful kid. And you're, I see you as a good human. I see you as a good adult. And honestly, that is a thing as a parent that is fucking comforting man comforting and you're only six and i know i got a lot of years to go but if things keep going the way they are then i'm going to be very happy with the kid you are today's show is sponsored by body buds thc infused lotion are you tired of using body creams that are loaded with chemicals and other harmful ingredients then look no farther than body buds thc infused body cream this cream is made with only four all-natural ingredients. Coconut oil, shea butter, a little bit of beeswax, and essential oils. That's it. No chemicals, no additives that you can't pronounce or even know what they are. And it comes in four different scents. Coconut, lavender, vanilla, honey, almond, and eucalyptus. So there's a scent for everyone. Plus, it comes in four-ounce jars, so you have plenty of cream to last you. But what are the benefits of this cream, you may ask? Well, it's infused with premium flour, which means it has all the benefits of THC. And this cream can help with pain relief, inflammation, and relaxation. It's also great for skincare because THC really helps with getting rid of redness and irritating blemishes. It can be applied directly to the skin for targeted relief because it's a cream. So you can put it exactly where you need. It's also made in small batches and has the best quality and products and it's also affordable so if you're looking for a natural effective and affordable body cream then look no further than body budge thc infused body cream go to the website it's at www.bodybuds.com that's b-o-d-y-b-u-d-d-z and use promo code poddad that's p-o-d-d-a-d for 20 percent off your first order get rid of the pain man manage it yourself don't worry about pharmaceutical companies or doctors that help you take your pain into your own hands so that's bodybuds.com 
later. So now we got the second verse. And you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking, racing around to come up behind you again. The sun is the same in a relative way, but you're older, shorter of breath, and one day closer to death. Every year is getting shorter, never seem to find the time. Plans that either come to naught are half a page of scribbled lines. Hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. The time is gone. The song is over. Thought I'd something more to say. Whoo, man. And you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking. Sun goes up, the sun goes down. And you run no matter how quick you are, no matter how long you run, you cannot outrun time. And that's what the sun is. Just a fucking signature of time. Every day, run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking. It's going down. And it's going around, racing around to come up behind you again. So it's going down, racing around the earth, coming up behind you to rise again another day. The sun is the same in a relative way, I guess, but you're older. The sun didn't age fucking compared to us a second during that day, but you did. The sun is the same in a relative way, but you're older. You're shorter of breath and one day closer to death. One day just went by. The sun is the same. Didn't affect the sun fucking at all. But you're older. You're shorter of breath. And one day closer to death. Because it's true. Your breath starts leaving. You don't have as much cardio as you used to. Every year is getting shorter. Never seem to find the time. Plans that either come to naught. Oh, I love this next line or half a page of scribbled lines. You know how many fucking to-do lists? You know how many like motivational boards? No, I don't want to say boards, but I've definitely wrote down like goals, things I want to do. And it, it, I guess the reason why I don't really do them all the time is because I don't really know if they, it's, I know I'm gonna hear a bunch of people say, they do, but I don't know if they really work. I think if you have a goal and you're going to do it, you can, I mean, I guess seeing it helps, but even that you can have it right in front of your face and it still doesn't work. Sometimes it's not a foolproof plan. It's not a, is it a part of a good plan? Yes. I'll, I'll give it that. But just having a message board, it doesn't make things just happen. It takes so much work. That's why my whole thing with Christianity is say, oh, it was on God's hands. Oh, God did everything. Really? You didn't do fucking anything? You're not going to give yourself a little credit? You're not going to thank yourself for going to the gym, for putting in all the work? God just made all that possible up there? I just, you know. Every year is getting shorter, never seem to find the time. Plans that either come to naught or half a page of scribbled lines. Ooh, I love that shit. Hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. So I don't really get that one. I think like 
England's very working class. So just kind of hanging in there and just getting by, quiet desperation, never really complaining. And just another work, another day going to work, another day going to work, another day going to work. And if I know about Pink Floyd, they're all about being told what to do and teachers and, you know, police officers and just authority, authority figures, whether it be a boss or an officer or a teacher or military or a politician, you know, they're, they've always had some type of uh, message against those types of establishment, I guess you could say. Uh, the time is gone. The song is over. Thought I'd have something more to say. It's actually thought I'd something more to say. Uh, but it's kind of hard to say that without putting the have in there. Thought I'd something more to say. And that's an interesting one too that I like because it's, I wrote all this down and man, I thought I'd have more to say, dude. You know, I thought I'd have something more to say at the end of all this. You know, the time is gone. It all went by. Song's over, dude. What, uh, but what was the song really about? I thought I'd have something more to say by the time I died about the way I lived. You know, I thought there would be more to the song of my life, but time is gone. Song is over. I've been hanging on in quiet desperation this whole time. And then the third, uh, Verse kicks in, I think, I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't know if he had it on there before or what effects he put on, but I love how David Gilmore puts on his flange and echo on this part. And he just, you can hear the chord just ring out and this flange, here, I'll try to get it up. Oh, there it is. So it's different than the rest of the song. It's more, he starts playing more chords and it just, he comes in and it's just the whole mood of it changes. He says, home, home again. I like to be here when I can, but when I come home cold and tired, it's good to warm my bones besides the fire. And far away across the field, the tolling of the iron bell calls the faithful to their knees to hear the softly spoken magic spells. Dude, so after a hard day work, you come home. I'm home. I'm home again. I like to be here when I can. I don't want to be at work all day. You know what I mean? And when I come home cold and tired, it's good to warm my bones beside the fire, dude. But far away across the fill, I can hear the church bells. I can hear the tolling of the iron bell. And it calls the faithful to their knees. So they're down praying to hear the softly spoken magic spells. These prayers, these commandments, these prophecies, these things, magic spells you know they're just man i don't know that's heavy though that's heavy the tolling of the iron bell calls the faithful to their knees to hear the softly spoken magic spells Whew. 
man. I'm telling you, Rogue, this song, I hope that you have a song in your lifetime like time was for me, like Pink Floyd was for me. Uh, I don't fucking care what it is. I don't care if it's fucking Taylor Swift, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It's not for me to like. It's not for me for me to judge what song makes you feel the way that this song made me. I just want that experience for you. It doesn't mean to, it doesn't need to mean fucking anything to me or anyone else for that matter. It needs to mean something to you, to my little rogie, to the teenage girl that you'll probably be. And I just hope that it's a milestone of where it flicks a switch in your head like it did for me. Like maybe that's when my adolescence or my teenage years began. Maybe that's when my new thinking began. But I am not uh, exaggerating when I say that this song changed the way I think there's a bunch of other songs, but this was the first, this was the song that made me a music lover. And that's not an exaggeration either. I, I love music. Music is always going on in my head. It's always a part of me. It's in everything I do. I can't get in a car for fucking 10 minutes and not a couple minutes and not turn on music podcasting anything but music it's man it, it's so cool you, you cannot speak a lick of english but if two of you play guitar you can sit there and talk if you play piano and i play a little bit of bass or drums or guitar we can talk so that was it that was pink floyd time i don't know what my next song is going to be it's probably going to be a tool song or maybe a rage song because uh, that's about the timeline Deftones also, but to be honest, I don't fucking know what he's saying half the time. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. And I love you, Rogi. And I hope that you like this. And I hope that the songs to come, the longer I do this, maybe you'll be able to relate to these songs as I'm talking about them. So I love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Rogue Dad Podcast.